0: I chose William Peace University because of the small class sizes. I feel that you get more one-on-one time with teachers. With class sizes like about 16 per teacher, you can really get that one-on-one help a lot of students need.
1: A 12 to 1 student-to-faculty ratio is just one of the many reasons students choose William Peace University. Extra attention starts day one for career planning with their Career Services Center. Find out all they have to offer at peace.edu.
2: Knocks down the clearing attempt. Carolina keeping the pressure on. Right down Broadway with a shot. Is And Quick makes a save. Still loose. It's Cook on the rebound. he scores! Carolina, 37 seconds in. Up 1-0. You take the chance. You're early in the game. You rely on your kill. And maybe you win it. No. Andrew Podorowski, who got his first NHL point, wins the draw. Now Foster flicks it. They score! Adrian Kempe with it. Kempe, two goals against the Canes on that Saturday game in November in L.A. Now Kempe gets another chance. Patterson denies him with the pad. Now a snapshot that misses everything. It'll come to Niederreiter. He'll look to clear, uses the boards, and does. That's kept in by Pesci. He'll get it down low for Levo. Levo gets it back at top. Pesci shuts the score! Jack Drew. to D'Angelo, now Trocek, backhand pass D'Angelo, to Taravainen, to Koneemi, back to D'Angelo, to Taravainen, Teravine shot, he scores! A on the power play for Tavo Teravine and a 4 nothing lead for the Hurricanes. Time just melting away, 5.35 left here in the third, now Drury's in a quick... Jury has it with two seconds, one second, he'll risk one, and then he'll get a little shove for his problems by Matt Roy. He'll have a talk for Jack Jury, but the Carolina Hurricanes will take a 5-1 win. They improve to 9-3 at home, their 21st victory of the season.
0: This is the Canes Corner Podcast with host Adam Gold. Presented by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. The Canes Corner Podcast is part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network. Now, here's your host, Adam Gold. Welcome to the Canes Corner Podcast. I am Adam Gold. Thanks for spending some time with us on a rainy Saturday night here in the Capital City. And keep in mind, this might be the last morning after podcast. This might be the last morning after podcast until the holidays. We don't know what's going to happen a week from now, almost a week from now, when the Canes are possibly in Ottawa. We don't know what the NHL is going to do. We've had so many games canceled. Carolina's next two games, tomorrow against Nashville, Tuesday against Boston, both done. Boston's been on pause. Nashville's put on pause. Colorado's on pause. Florida's on pause. Calgary's on pause. COVID is just ripping through the National Hockey League. We are brought to you by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. If it's for the exterior of your home, you can find it at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. You can go online for a free no obligation estimate. Aluminumcompany.com Alec Campbell will join us in just a few minutes. Uh, we got a lot of things to get to. I want to get to as many of uh, these things as I can. Uh, first of all, I want to talk about this being a culture game, because I do believe that the last two games were all about the culture that has been created by the head coach, Rod Brindamore, it was brought to me, brought to my attention by a gentleman on Twitter, somebody we often communicate with, and uh, Braun, we'll just go Braun with it, and we were talking about, I had mentioned earlier in the game that Jesper Faust, uh is the best $2 million player in the NHL, and frankly, I think that to be a fact. Um and when the game was over, Braun sent me a uh, tweet and it basically said that with everything the Hurricanes did, it was clear the number 1 contract that was signed in the off season was the head coach. Rod Brindamore is the Carolina Hurricanes culture. He is. He's this is what he has created. And there is a standard to be met. And it is about playing the game the right way. It is about effort. It is about preparation. And it bleeds down into the minor leagues. So when these guys get called up, they are ready to contribute. And you can't have a better example of what we, what we have seen the last two games. Canes play two men down, a rookie named Jack Drury scores a goal in the win over the Red Wings. He was one of the three stars. They named him in the arena first star. I had him third star. But they also brought up Andrew Podorowski, who figured in a goal on the power play. Stefan Nason, who plays a good game, a good, speedy, heavy game. Remember, he played in the NHL last year with Vegas. And this this game, they have to add two more to get to the requisite 18. They bring up Josh Lavo, who's got over 200 NHL games under his belt, but is playing in Chicago for the most part this year and has been, uh, wasn't great his first two times called up, but he didn't play a ton. He got a lot more opportunity tonight because he had to, and he stepped in, played very well. And C.J. Smith also uh, basically, I mean, he accounted himself very, very well tonight. But all these guys, they come up and they're ready to play. Uh, And the culture has always, under Rod Brindamore, bled top all the way through the bottom of the the lineup and all the way into the minor leagues. Go back to uh, the year they made the playoffs for the first time. They were getting guys called up during the playoffs that came in and certainly were not the reason why Carolina did not advance past Boston. They just have always, under Rod, been able to bring people up and those people either contribute tangibly on the score sheet or just manage to hold it. You know, keep us in it, uh, create some havoc, play a heavy game. Patrick Brown, who, who didn't play a regular season game for the Hurricanes, but was impactful in the playoffs in a short, you know, in you know li- little bits and pieces here and there. But that's what they've done under Rod Brindamore. Culture. And uh, I think the other thing that this game really brought to light was the work that Tom Dundon and Eric Tulski did in the offseason to not only retool the roster, Ian Cole, who's obviously out, Brendan Smith is as good a seventh defenseman as you're going to find in the NHL. Um, the trade for Ethan Baer. You know, Warren Fogle to Edmonton for Ethan Baer. Signing Tony D'Angelo to replace Dougie Hamilton as the quarterback of the power play and to uh, to be a puck-moving, offensive-minded defenseman. But then it's the other things. The Derek Stepan signing. Uh, the And then we get into this organizational depth of Nason and Levo uh, these types of players who are going to be called on throughout the season, uh, not just now when you have to have them because you're going to have so many guys out for an extended period of time, that those decisions, those signings, will pay off, I mean, huge dividends down the road because it keeps you winning when you would otherwise be exposing players who don't belong or or it would force you to go out and get a player you don't necessarily uh, want to go out and get or, uh, you know, to deal, you know, either prospects or future draft picks to kind of plug holes. They don't need that. They can just go right to the minor leagues and plug a hole. We found out that Jalen Chatfield can play. So now if you think about it, Carolina, if you include Max Lejoie. Carolina's got nine defensemen who can play. And, you know, Joey Keena's a 10th. That's not bad. Uh, and we still haven't seen Jesper Selgren uh, come up. Right? So, um, I mean, there's there are other guys in the minor leagues. We also haven't seen some of the other forward prospects come up. Jamison Reese is playing better right now in Chicago. Um, who knows? We might see Jamison Reese at some point. Uh, If Carolina needs it. But there's so many guys who can come up and play in the NHL. And I said it before the season started that, uh, yeah, everybody pointed to Dougie Hamilton, uh, Vezina finalist or whatever he was, uh, walking out the door. And I understood that was a big loss. Um, But the Hurricanes got better. The Hurricanes, as constituted, are a significantly better team than the team that finished with the third best record in the NHL a year ago. Significantly better. Harder to play against. A little heavier. They're not as heavy as they we, I think we would like them to be at this point. And that doesn't mean that they won't, you know, maybe try to add something at the deadline when when we eventually get there, given that there are no major injuries that, that really call for something uh, extra. Uh, but they are constituted... And built for playoff hockey. And there is absolutely a lot of optimism because of that. Not to mention the fact that as we stand here right now at 21, 7, and 1, they're the best, they have the best record in the NHL. 21 7 and 1, uh, 43 points are tied with the Capitals, but they have a game in hand on Washington. But 741 point percentage is tops in the NHL. So, Tampa Bay is second, I believe, at like 724. Tampa's game was postponed tonight. There were a bunch of games postponed tonight. Um, Saturday's usually a busy night. I think there were five games uh, in the NHL or something like that tonight. Wasn't uh, Wasn't the uh, stacked lineup because, you know, a handful of teams are on pause. Uh, and my guess is we might have more teams go on pause. Frankly, we're lucky the Hurricanes weren't paused after... Um, ending up with six positive tests, uh, you know, total in Minnesota. Four in Minnesota, two before then. Uh, But it looks like they're going to get through it. Uh, I hope that, maybe I shouldn't say that, but they've got uh, a few days off. Who knows if the NHL tries to schedule a couple of games for Carolina between now and Thursday, they certainly could. Um, Obviously not one tomorrow, but maybe they'll schedule one on Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday. Uh, You know, Minnesota's probably looking for a game. Who knows? Anyway, uh, good performances throughout, up and down the lineup. Nobody played poorly tonight. Uh, what One of the things that, that jumped out to me was how balanced the ice time was on defense. Jacob Slavin played just over 22 minutes. Ethan Baer played almost 18 minutes. And uh, Brendan Smith, again, about the same. Uh, so only a four-minute separation, roughly. Maybe a five-minute separation, at best, uh, between your top defenseman and your bottom defenseman. Uh, that's good. It hasn't been the case over the last several games. Out of necessity, Jacob Slavin was playing about 29 minutes a game, uh, and he only played 23 and a half against Detroit. Uh, but you were able to spread it out because you had the big lead, and uh, but everybody was playing well. In addition to that, so it's always good when uh, you know you can spread those minutes out because everybody's going, and you don't have to uh, you know burden somebody with carrying. Uh, a huge amount of the load. Uh, hurricanes did have to overcome another injury tonight. Uh, Martin Natchez was checked in the uh, midway through the first period, and uh, and he went. They they pulled him off the bench. He was going to go to the bench. They pulled him off the bench. Uh, had him checked for a concussion. He did not return. So I think we can all, I, I guess at least assume uh, that he suffered a concussion. They called it upper body. Yes. The head is definitely the upper body. Hopefully he'll be okay. Um, but if he's forced to miss a game, uh, they might have to put him on IR and call up another player. I mean, they don't have a lot of options, right? Did If you put him on IR, then you can call up. I think you can call up a player on, in an emergency basis. Not even sure the rules anymore. The Hurricanes have already called up uh, four players on an emergency basis. So the... Um, now, that's another uh, another obstacle uh, that they have to overcome. so we'll have to keep in, uh keep an eye on what's going on with nature's but uh the hurricanes, at least as as we sit right now uh have like five days off before they play in Ottawa. next Thursday that'll be the last game before the holiday break and then they're not they're off until they come back uh the twenty seventh and I believe that's Florida and right now we don't even know Florida's gonna start playing. I assume they will, but uh, they have a bunch of pe- bunch of players in uh in covid protocol. Uh Kane's got off to a fast start tonight. They scored twice in the first period. Jesper Foss was all over this game early on. Uh, he had a uh, he knocked the puck down uh with what LA thought might be a high stick. As it turned out, it was not and Carolina holds the zone. Eventually Jesperi Kotkaniemi uh digs the puck out from uh, Jonathan Quick and shoves it in the net. One nothing. Then Fost on the power play with a deflection in front. Uh, About a minute later makes it 2-0. They they basically played a minute and a half, and Carolina had a 2-0 lead. Uh, I didn't even think Carolina was that great in the first period. I thought the Kings had the better scoring chances, but the Hurricanes had a 2-0 lead. And sometimes all you got to do is be good enough. And that's what I thought Carolina was in the first period. From that point on, this was a no contest. Carolina was much better in the second period. And then, when you thought maybe a four-one lead, you know they might uh, just kind of, you know, play rope-a-dope, and uh, which is sort of what they did against the Kings in LA. The third period in LA was Freddie Anderson was in a shooting gallery, uh, and he survived it as Carolina won at five-four. It was five-four after two. Um, Carolina attacked in the third, and they were skating downhill in the third. Uh, so, and then Jack Drury got his uh, got his goal. We thought he got a goal earlier. Uh, initially, we thought it was Pesci. Then it looked like Drury had tipped it. Uh, and then somewhere like early in the third period, they took the goal off the board for Drury and gave it back to Pesci. Uh, and good, good for uh, good for Brett. Uh, and then Jack took a great feed from uh, Derek Stepan and uh, made a little nice move in front of Jonathan Quick and went over his shoulder up high. Over the uh, glove side, in tight, and it's five one. That's your uh, that's your final score. One other thing before uh, Alec Campbell joins us. Yes, Barry Kotkiniemi has now played sixteen games at center. Nino Niederreiter went down. Seth Jarvis came into the lineup. Seth Jarvis didn't come out of the lineup. So somebody had to when Nino came back. Because Nino was playing great at the time of his injury. And for the Hurricanes, they needed, they needed to figure something out. And as it turned out, they took Derek Stepan out of the lineup, which I frankly don't like. I think Stepan makes them better. And no offense to Stephen Lawrence. I think I'd rather have Stepan in the lineup than Lawrence right now. Um, and Lawrence obviously is part of the COVID uh, COVID six, um, but they took step on out and moved Kokoniemi to the middle on the fourth line. But something happened with when Kokoniemi went back to center. He started becoming a good player again, and while the numbers aren't like jump off the page great, they're pretty solid for what Carolina is using as a fourth-line center. Now, obviously, the last two games, he's not playing fourth-line center. He's a second-line center the last couple of games because, I mean, because he is. Uh, but he, the numbers in the last 16 games, five goals, four assists, got three points in his last two games, um, all since moving back to center. And by the way, the line tonight with Tebo Teravainen and Jesper Foss was great. Start to finish, they were great. Absolutely great. So, it's interesting when they moved him back to center that he became a really, really good player. So, the Hurricanes have to figure this out. Are they re-signing Vincent Trocek? Okay. So, you've got Ajo and Trocek and Kotkiniemi and Stahl down the middle. Is Jordan Stahl going to be your fourth-line center next year? It's kind of trending that way. Now, that doesn't mean that Stahl isn't going to play, you know, 15 minutes a night and isn't going to take, uh, you know, play a ton shorthanded, get power play time, all of that. But Kokaniemi was the third pick in the draft for a reason. And I just think it will be interesting to see what Kokaniemi does. Uh, you know, the rest of the season and where the Hurricanes slot him. Also, it obviously has everything to do with whether or not they re-sign Vincent Trocek. And, oh, by the way, Jack Drury can play in the National Hockey League. And he's not a winger. He played wing tonight, but he really plays a lot of center even though he's playing wing. He takes a ton of face-offs. Uh, and he was great. By the way, Jack, Jack, I mean, we could just gush about Jack Drury if we want basically playing, uh, you know, 15 and a half minutes a game. Uh, he's 12 and 3 in the face-off circle. He's winning 80% of his draws so far. He's got two goals in two games. He had three high-danger chances tonight. He was great. So, I mean, we know he can play. The Hurricanes have a lot of depth. And they have a lot of depth where you need it, at center. You know, Derek Stepan's not going to be... This is Derek Stepon's one year as a Carolina hurricane. I'm pretty confident of that, that they signed him to a one-year deal. I don't believe it's ever going to be a two-year situation, although who knows? Who knows? Um, Everything obviously hinges on whether or not they're going to keep Trochek around, and I think Vincent Trochek showed you tonight that he stepped into a role vacated by Jordan Stahl. He led the team in shorthanded time on ice. He had three oh four shorthanded time on ice. And played just a really strong game. And by the way, when Natchez went out and they moved Stefan Nason to the right side of that line, that line was killer the rest of the game. It was killer the rest of the game. They destroyed the LA Kings the rest of the game. And they had the assignment on Andre Kopitar. It was that line. It was Trocek, Niederreiter, and Nason. That had the excitement on Andrzej Kopitar tonight. It was impressive. Absolutely impressive. Uh, and tro- I think Trocek has been great the last two games. I just didn't give him a star tonight because there were too many guys uh, who not only played well but found the score sheet. But Trocek was excellent tonight uh, 10 and 7 in the faceoff circle. Uh, really is. He filled Jordan Stahl's role tonight perfectly. But he played a ton of minutes. He played 23. And a half minutes against Detroit, he played over twenty minutes again tonight. So he was uh, he was dynamite, and um, you know Carolina needed him. You know they've needed everybody in the in this time with Ajo, Svechnikov, Stahl, Jarvis, Lawrence, and Ian Cole all out of the lineup. Uh, those guys, uh, you know, the guys that came up and guys who are filling different roles just had to play big, and they did. Uh, and that's why the Hurricanes are twenty-one seven and one, and have the best record in the NHL. It's next man up mentality, uh, the culture of Rod Brindamore, and the organizational depth all on display. Uh, and it's all it, these are all good signs. And they'll get these other guys back, and Aho will resume being you know one of the best players in the sport. And Svechnikov will uh, he'll eventually score. He's playing he was playing very well. At the time of uh, of his positive test. Um, Stahl will eventually find the back of the net. Uh, he just will. He's, he creates plenty of chances. He will. Jarvis will score again. It was interesting. Jarvis, in doing the preview for the game, uh, Jarvis scored the first goal in L.A. That was the last time Seth Jarvis has scored. Anyway, uh, Canes are now off until Thursday when they will play in Ottawa unless the National Hockey League has a couple of teams that they decide, you know what, you guys should play. You guys should pick up a game. Sort of like Duke finally played Elon today. Is it Elon? Yes. Duke finally played Elon today. They were the third team that was supposed to play Duke this Saturday. Finally got it done. So maybe Carolina and Minnesota will play. Maybe, uh, I don't know, maybe somebody else will decide, you know what, let's play Carolina. That'll, That'll be fun. Alec Campbell, Stormwatch, Aftermath, Intermissions, Hurricanes Radio Network, my friend. Sir, that was uh, that was thorough tonight. Oh, that what was, a nice...
1: Yeah, the Hurricanes cruised tonight,
0: didn't they? they I mean, I, I, look, I thought the first period uh, was even to maybe even a slight edge for L.A. in terms of the run of play, but from mm-hmm. that, from that point on, Nah, Carolina was skating downhill. Yeah,
1: I mean, I think uh, getting out to the 2 nothing lead obviously helps. I, I remember talking to Rob Brindemore a couple weeks ago, and I think it's probably longer than that now, where I was asking him about getting the first goal and this and that, and his answer was really like, it's not really the first goal, it's the second goal. You get the second goal, and you go up 2 nothing. then you really got something going. So they were able to get that. That helped a lot, but I mean, I think through two periods of play, it was, I know it was a fairly even hockey game, fairly competitive hockey game. Like I'm not sure in the end of the, the end of the day, the score justifies the way that LA played. Like, I didn't think they were that bad. No. Um, but Carolina was buoyed a little bit by their power play tonight as well. Mm-hmm. So that was helpful, but I would agree with you. I mean, I think the Hurricanes got a little better in the second period. I loved what they did, especially early in the third period yeah. tonight. And they they were buzzing, buzzing in the third period. And, man, then they got another – just the, the whole play for Drury's goal was awesome. <laughs> loved all of it. Uh, loved a lot of guys tonight, the way they played. I mean – the touch pass from Stefan for yep. me just kind of capped off what I thought was a really good night for him. Yeah. I, I just, I, I love the way that guy played.
0: I do too. I do um, too.
1: It's just, it's like, it, it just fits perfectly for the role. What, the way he, the way he plays and what he does, I mean, it just, it just works. So, um, but that pass he sent to Drury, a little touch pass off the, off the feed yep. from yep. Brendan Smith. And it was a thing of beauty, and Drury obviously can finish. It was funny, too, because me and Dennis were talking about Drury. Uh, Dennis Cox, who was sitting up there with me. And, you know, we were like, man, this, this kid, like, he's, I think it was Tripp who said he's probably better suited. Maybe it was you. I can't remember. He's probably better. His game is better suited for the NHL because, you know, like, in the in the AHL – I, I don't know that he's, he's a, like a super flashy player. No, he's not. Not necessarily going to be like lighting it up necessarily in terms of points and goals and all that. But he can obviously score. But I think he's just a smart player. And he does a lot of other things really well. I mean, again, he was a plus in the face. I think it was six of seven in the face-off circle tonight. So he's just he, he just has a, a very well-rounded game. That I don't know you can you can appreciate as much um, in the AHL because it's just not, you know, he's just not lighting it up in a flashy way.
0: Yeah, he's a re- he's a really good player. Uh, he's now twelve and three in the faceoff circle in the NHL. Eighty percent will get it done um, at at any level. But yeah, you know, we could. I don't want to gush over Jack Drury too much. I mean. It, oh
1: come on, gold! It
0: was just Detroit and LA, but yeah, it was. Uh, it was a. I mean, he was great in both games. He made his mistakes, but he doesn't compound mistakes by chasing after them. He just recovers and goes about the business of the next play. Um, he's just. He's just a really good player. He's around the net. He's smart. Um, he doesn't. He. They took the the goal away from him originally because they had awarded yeah. him the goal. I thought he deflected it, uh, but maybe it hit off the, uh, the number 12 of the Kings uh, in front first, uh, or not first, but hit off of him instead of Drury stick. Uh, but he was there. He was there with the net front. Uh, he, wins, he wins face-offs. Uh, they're using him shorthanded. He's taking defensive zone draws. I mean, Rod right. Brindamore has ultimate trust in this kid. Uh, it is amazing to me. Um, but he's a good player, and yeah, you know, it's a little glimpse of the future uh, for the Hurricanes. So, uh, good. What do you think of uh, uh, the guy who took step on spot uh, as a fourth-line center, Jesperi Kotkaniemi?
1: I mean, he's just been really good. I thought he was really good again tonight. I mean, he's definitely more comfortable there. I mean, I think that's pretty obvious at this point. I thought he actually played pretty well Thursday night too. Mm, yep. Except for the one mistake that he made, but again tonight I thought he was really good. So I've I've enjoyed seeing him, you know, succeed, but he's uh he's winning face off too. He's getting himself involved, he's scoring goals. So I don't I mean I don't know what else you can ask of him really. He just he looks like he's uh he's doing what you would expect him to do, I guess.
0: Yeah, he's been uh, he's been great. Uh, have you noticed Vincent Trocheck the last two games? Uh, he's sort yeah. of stepped into Jordan Stahl's role.
1: Yeah, I think he's been good too. Just really all around it. <laughs> yeah, the uh, last couple of nights, so he's been he's been solid too. But I've always been a Trocheck fan, and I know he brings a compete every single
0: yeah. night. He does. Um, there's a lot of that going around on this team. <laughs>
1: yeah, there is. There really is. They've been fun, man. I mean, I, I get it. The last couple of, you know, they're not the best teams. I mean, I, L.A. doesn't score a ton of goals. I think they've been buoyed by the play of Jonathan Quick, who's yep. having really a good season. But he was playing on the fifth straight game. And I don't know that a guy who is, you know, I don't, I don't care how good a season you're having. You've spent 15 years in the league playing goaltender. Five games in a row, I think, is a, probably a lock. Yep. Um, also, they're at the back end of a road trip. So uh, maybe that had something to do with his play tonight. But, um, but um, yeah, I mean, not not the toughest competition for sure. But still, I mean, you had, you had seven or now eight guys without Natchez. Yeah. <laughs> out of the lineup. So you had to you had to dig into the minor leagues and get a W, and you've done it twice in a row and convincingly tonight.
0: See, I, I, I thought the uh, I thought the game was really about two things, in term <clears throat> excuse me, in term not in terms of the players on the ice. Uh, you know who you know who did what or Kokuniemi with the uh, you know uh, a, a goal and Fost having such a big night. I thought this game, the earmarks of this game were. Uh, what the culture that Rod Brindamore has created, um, because you see all these guys come up from the minor leagues and they're ready to go, and the organizational depth. Because I think Stefan Nason was awesome tonight when he had to step in for Martin Natchez. He just played a physical, you know, in-your-face, you know, good, heavy, four-check game. He's a big guy, too. So that, that line... Became their best line. and no, I mean, I'm not throwing shade on Natchez here, but th- that became their best line when Nason jumped on.
1: Yeah, I think Natchez had some scoring chances tonight. Too, or, uh, not Natchez, Nathan. Nathan. He did. Had some had some scoring chances tonight, too. So he was creating some offense as well. But, I mean, I agree with you. I think that there, there's, I, I, like, I think that, The organizational depth, sort of the synergy between the levels, you know, the American League and the the National League is there, the National Hockey League is there in terms of the way they play, which I think is good. I think that's clear. Um, You know, and I also mean the culture that has been built by Rod, I think also goes back to who he is as and was as a player and who he is as a leader at this point, because you know, as a player, we've talked about this a million times. Rod was a great player, but he was also obviously a great worker. Yeah. And I think he, he believes that the play came from his work. And so I think that gives him an ability to relate to players that are grinder types. Yeah. Because he's a grinder type. So he can he can relate to a, a, a the full gamut of player, the great player and the grinder type player, and then at the same time, I mean, I'm sure there's more that goes into it than what he tells us. But you ask him like what he asks of these players, and he says, "Why well, just tell them to go play their game? I don't yeah. tell them to do anything else." But what I hear when he says that is, "I'm not going to micromanage you. Right. Like you're here for a reason. We've seen what you do down there." I'm no, I don't want to add any extra pressure to you. I want to trust you. Like, you're here to do a job. I'm going to trust you to do your job. If you don't do your job, then you ain't going to be here. So it's really not not on me. It's on you. Right. So I'm not going to meddle in your affairs. I'm going to let you go do your job. And to me, that's what leaders do. I mean, you hire people to do a job. You bring in people to do a job. If you don't let them do their job, then what are we doing here? So that goes for the coaches that are on the staff and the players. I think guys are freed up because of that. And they are able to sort of just seamlessly come up here and play well or at least just perform a role that they're asked to perform.
0: Uh, I'm going to throw one thing at you real quick before I ask you for your three stars, uh, and then I'm kicking you off the, uh, off the show. Um, All right, Right now down the middle. When all healthy, Carolina's got Ajo, Trocek, Stahl, Coach Drury. And I mean, it's probably the last year, the only year Stepan's going to be here. Um, I'd love to, by the way, I'd love to find out what Carolina's record is with Stepan in the lineup. I'm going to go back and research that because uh, Stepan has been out for, you know, obviously uh, a bunch of games. I'm, I'm curious what their record is with Stepan on the ice. Um, if they decide to re-sign Trocek, I mean, that that means that there's no room for Drury at center. And he's a legit center. So mm-hmm. there's they, they have a ton of good players down the middle. Uh, Jordan Stahl, by the way, after this year, has only one year left on his contract. I'm just throwing that out there uh, for anybody yep. who wants to uh, hear it. I mean, I... I mean, I I think we both realize that Trocheck's a good player, and you really would like to keep him.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. The uh, the jury's I mean, jury's played on the wing the last couple of nights. So can he? could he? I mean, I, I know you you probably want him to play center. You probably don't want him to play wing.
0: No, he's a center. He's yeah, a, he's a center. So,
1: yeah. So he's, I mean, I don't I don't know I don't know how that worked out for the future but like in terms of this year i mean maybe he has to carve out some kind of niche on the wing if he's going to play here
0: yeah well i I assume obviously
1: shown an ability to do
0: i assume he'll go back to uh to charlotte what was charlotte or chicago uh he can't go to charlotte he can go to chicago when uh when everybody uh comes out of isolation all right who are your three stars
1: all right so i gave drury the third star tonight uh um he obviously scored the goal, but he had the net front on Pesci's goal. Good in the face-off circle again. Um, couple a of, couple of hits, couple of takeaways, and then my second star was KK, and then my first star was Bob.
0: You and I saw the same game. All right, three for Boom. three. There we go. I considered, I considered Trocheck, I considered um, Freddie Anderson. I considered,
1: I considered Shea. I considered. Step on. Yep, they're all good. Um,
0: yeah, they're all good. By the way, Tony D'Angelo in twenty two games has twenty one points. I'm yeah. just gonna, I'm just I read gonna,
1: the. Yeah, I read the uh, the note today in the game notes. D'Angelo, uh, fastest Hurricanes defenseman to twenty points in history. Took him twenty games. The next closest was twenty three games.
0: He's, he's been great. He's been great. Um, all right, anything, uh, anything else to, uh, to add before I uh, say goodbye? No, I don't think
1: so. I mean, just another uh, – I, I find these wins to be impressive considering that you're – I mean, I, I don't care if it's L.A. or whoever it is, um, just the fact that you're missing the guys that you're missing. Yes. And you're winning five to one in the league is uh, I think that's impressive yeah. and who knows what's going to happen going forward. I don't, I don't, don't know what happens. I don't know if we play Thursday or not. My gut says we probably don't, but uh, that's, those are my only like real lasting thoughts are just crazy, crazy wins. And also what happens going forward with the league.
0: Yeah. So uh, out of Carolina's lineup tonight, Aho, Svechnikov, Stahl, Jarvis, Lawrence, Cole, Martinuk, and after 10 minutes, Natchez. And they yeah, won yeah, and they Natchez, won 5 1.
1: nature's played 304 04 yeah. on the ice tonight. And, yeah. gone.
0: and they won 5 1. Yeah. So, 21 7 <laughs> 1, best record in the NHL. If you need it. All right, seems so, good. Is that good? That seems good. Right, forty one. Uh, point percentage is the best in the sport. Uh, so uh, that's all I have to report. Uh, I will let you. Uh, I will let you go.
1: All right, brother. Appreciate you. Talk to you soon. Enjoy your day off tomorrow.
0: Oh yes, we all get a day off tomorrow. Kane's got off to a fast start tonight, literally and figuratively. It happened thirty-seven seconds in. Jesper Faust knocks down the puck with what L.A. thought might have been a high stick. As it turned out, it was not. Uh, and ultimately, Jesperi Kotkaniemi cashes in.
2: Faust knocks down the clearing attempt. Carolina kicking the pressure on. Right down Broadway with a shot. He's Shane quick, makes a save. Still loose. It's Kotkaniemi on the rebound. He scores!
0: Brady Shea and Faust with the assist. 37 seconds in already, and the Hurricanes have the lead. L.A. challenged the play for a high stick. Power play was awarded when it was ruled that it was not a high stick. Uh, Foss brought the stick down, but it did look like he made contact with the puck below the shoulder. Uh, and then the second unit comes on and the power play. The first unit was fine. Time for the second unit, and Jesper Faust at it again.
2: You take the chance, you're early in the game You rely on your kill And maybe you win it no. Andrew Podorowski, who got his first NHL point Wins the draw Now Foska puts it, they score! On oh, the power play Oh, Jesper
0: Fosk has the magic stick working tonight We all are looking for a magic stick Jesper Fosk has it uh, No, that was he was great uh, that was a great tip in front. Beats Jonathan Quick. Podorowski wins the faceoff. Slavin takes the shot. Foss with the deflection in front. We've seen this before for Carolina. Uh, they are probably better at set pieces than any team in the NHL. But the truth is, this period was all about number 31. I did not think Carolina was great in the period. I thought L.A. was slightly better. They were certainly more dangerous. Uh, and if the other team is more dangerous, it's up to your goaltender to make them less dangerous.
2: Now the Adrian Kempe with it. Kempe, two goals against the Canes on that Saturday game in November in L.A. Now Kempe gets another chance. Anderson denies him with the pad. Now a snapshot that misses everything. It'll come to Niederreiter. He'll look to clear, uses the boards, and does. That.
0: There were any number of saves we could have brought up by Freddie Anderson today, but uh, those two, Arvidsson with the backhand in tight. Kempe, um, was a that was, I think, Anderson's best save. Where he comes across with the pad, Kempe had scored twice against them uh, in L.A., including a shorthanded goal. Uh, but that fourth line was so good. Uh, Blake Lazat, who did get a goal in late in the second period, uh, he had a bunch of scoring chances tonight. Uh, Kaliev had had chances tonight. Uh, Brendan Lemieux is a troublemaker. Uh, I don't mean that in a in a negative way. He just he's difficult to play against. You know, a good aggressive, ornery player. Um, and L.A. created some chances, a lot of chances in the first period. I think there were eight high-danger chances in all situations for the Kings in the first period. But after that, I thought Carolina was by far the better team. I think they took the game over from there. 238 into the second period. Brett Pesci strikes. <laughs>
2: It's kept in by Pesci. And get it down low for Lavo. Lavo gets it back at top. Pesci shuts the score! Jack Drury was out in front. The puck eludes Jonathan Quick, and the Kings are up 3 0.
0: They originally credited the goal to Drury, and then they took the goal away, gave it back to Pesci. Uh, it did look like. Drury had deflected it, but maybe it didn't deflect off Drury Stick. Maybe it was deflected by the uh by the Kings themselves um in just before it got to Drury Stick. Uh but either way, the kid knows where to go, and his net front presence certainly didn't help matters for Jonathan Quick. And the puck goes through Brett Pesci's second of the year from Faust and I'm sorry, from uh, Levo, who did great work behind the net, by the way. And Brady Shea uh, made it three nothing. Carolina gets a power play a little bit later on. Tavo Teravainen decides, you know what? I will shoot.
2: Teravainen oh, quickly to D'Angelo. Now Trocheck backhand hey. pass to D'Angelo to Teravainen to coach back to D'Angelo to Teravainen. Teravainen shot. He scores.
0: Here's what I love most about that. First of all, power play goal, Carolina two for five on the power play. The passing was beautiful. And it shows you that if you can move the puck quickly, that you will eventually get a great look. And it doesn't have to be from, you know, up high, and it doesn't have to be a backdoor tap-in. Um, but there was just great puck movement Um Yes, Perry Kotkaniemi in the bumper spot, right in the middle of the the power play, right in the middle of the ice. Uh, he leaves it for Tony D'Angelo, who faked the shot and then slid it over to Tevo, uh, who uh, who ripped it short side on Jonathan Quick. And I have to think that the shot fake by D'Angelo meant a lot to the play because Quick could not get back to the short side, and Tavo uh, makes it uh, for nothing, it was his seventh goal of the season. Seventh goals for Kokkiniemi as well. Also, Jesper Fast with his seventh goal. It was Pe- it was Pesci's second, and the numbers seven and two are uh, figure in a lot tonight. Um, but de- here's D'Angelo in 22 games, 21 points, five goals, 16 assists in 22 games. Blake Lazat did score at 15:33 to make it 4-1, but the Canes didn't sit back in the third. Um, they could have, honestly, they could have just rope-a-doped it out. I mean, I don't think the Kings were going to score three goals. Uh, but they played hard, and they attacked, and they skated downhill. And at 14 the kid did get his second goal of the game.
2: The time just melting away. 5.35 left here in the third. Now Drury's in a quick finish goal!
0: It was a great goal. I said second goal of the game. It wasn't his second goal of the game. I don't know. That, you know, tomorrow, they could go back and change it. Uh, but his second goal of the season uh, as an NHL player, it was tremendous, uh, and the Hurricanes win it 5-1. to one. All right, I mentioned the numbers 7 and 2 being important okay we have full house tonight sevens over twos that's not bad it might not you, you might not bet a ton of money on it uh depending on what's at the table but sevens over twos because goal scorers Kotkaniemi, Faust, Teravainen each had their seventh Pesci and Drury each had their seconds and how about this Everybody who figured in the scoring, so all of the assists except for two players, has either a 7 or a 2 in their number. Josh Lavo, number 41, who got an assist on the uh, Pesci goal, he obviously has no 7 or no 2. And Derek Stepan, number 18, on the Drury goal, no 7 or 2. I found that to be fascinating. Uh, I don't I don't have any inner meaning to it. I just found it to be fascinating. On that note, we're brought to you by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. If it's for the exterior of your home, you can find it at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina on Hamlin Road in Durham. Siding, roofing, entry doors, storm doors, gutter helmets, bay windows, bow windows. No place like it. Sammy Han and his crew do a great job. Get a free no-obligation estimate online, aluminumcompany.com. And of course, you can always follow the Canes Quarter podcast wherever you get your podcast. And then, by doing that, it shows up automatically. You don't have to go search for it. It's a beautiful country. Wherever you get your podcast, you can just click the follow button, and here it is. As soon as it drops, it shows up. It's amazing. Uh, you're all amazing. Thank you very much. Canes win at five to one over the Kings. 43 points, tied with the Capitals atop the Metropolitan Division, the NHL's best division. Uh, But by virtue of having a game in hand and a better point percentage, Carolina is the first-place team. Uh, On that note, we'll talk to you eventually. I assume they'll play Ottawa in Ottawa on Thursday, but we don't know that because everything is a fluid situation. This has been the Cane's Corner Podcast with Adam Gold, presented by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. You can listen to this podcast at WRALsportsband.com or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day.